Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, how are you? How is everyone doing out there? How's your week going? This is Norris and Parker's Sketch Therapy, episode five. five. We've got this far. Amazing. Yeah, well done. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Yep. Especially our, our fans in Bolivia, Bolivia and Japan. Wow. We're really reaching out to all crevices of the world. Not it's South exciting. Africa, though. So South Africa, if you could please get involved, that yeah. would be great. Thank you. So this week we are talking about school mm-hmm. in our early formative years. What we were like at school, what school was like for us. Yeah. And uh, me and Sinead didn't know each other, obviously, at school. No. And we've discovered since chatting that I don't think we'd be friends at all. No. Um, so more on that later. Um, and also we have a very special guest on today, um, Elf Lyons. Mm. Um, she's wonderful and hilarious and we'll be chatting to her about school as well. But first, how has your week been, Sinead? Well... We have spent the whole week together. We have. We've and been... also shared a bed last night. Yeah, as usual. Um, although I slept better last night, I think, in your bed. I think I'm getting more used to it. Good. It did take me a while to get to sleep last night. Um, I, I, we fell asleep watching Love Island, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the breathing was quite loud. My breathing? Mm. You're the only person that's ever said that I'm a loud breather. It was quite loud. Well, what's the, what kind of breathing? Um, it's like... <sighs> Like very loud. I had to put a pillow over my ear. My face. (laughs) (laughs) About five minutes, then the breathing stopped. Then I got worried. And then I put a pillow over your face. (laughs) You managed to survive. Which is a shame. Um, But yeah, no, um, we have spent the week together. We've had an intense week of Edinburgh previews in Manchester and London. Bolivia and Japan. (laughs) That's the next stop. (laughs) On our world tour. Um, Yeah, we've been doing loads of previews. We went up to Manchester with Hugh um, Davies, Davies, who's our pianist, who... You may have heard in episode three. The dog with no jaw. Um, So he came to stay on my mum's airbed. Um, and was absolutely adorable and we were in the height of like Edinburgh panic and being like we have to scrap the whole show it's shit we were taking it in turns to have panic attacks and Hugh would then make us meals calm us down talk to us in a really really good advice really good advice just like a really lovable beta male yeah lovely need in your life he's so nice we got all the benefits of having him as a boyfriend without having any of the actual yeah sex (laughs) with him (laughs) we did try and get him in the bath um, yeah, but he, he declined. Said, he declined. Which is a shame. Um, 
my mum um, came to watch the preview and my mum um, is like just really concerned with how we look so she was just like oh girls I love your hair but can you not wear something sexier and we wear skin tight cat suits not to be sexy just because they're good for costume changes and she was like could you not wear something sexier I love the dance I, we're doing a dance in the show she's like I love the dance bit um, so I think she just wants us to be professional dancers will you not be wearing any lipstick Sinead this was just before I went on I was really really nervous she was going would you like to borrow my lipstick I was like no no thank you <laughs> thank you Liz um, and then to me she was like I love you like a daughter I always feel sad when you go <laughs> <laughs> please don't leave me please, please don't, don't go back to London just stay here with me we've seen all the parents this week yeah um, saw your dad Norris. last night yeah we saw my dad last night the first thing he did was he entered the uh, <laughs> entered the venue put his hands around my waist and went you've put on three inches and then put his hands on Sinead's waist and said yes fine <laughs> And then I know that things are going really well for me when Ian Norris looks at me and goes, "Yes, fine." I'm like, "I am. I'm looking." Yeah, peng. I know. And then I felt super confident getting in my cat suit that night. I love um, that all our parents have to come and watch all our filthy, filthy shows where we share too much. Um, and just like you, you were singing a song about your vagina, mm-hmm. the Voodoo Pussy song. Mm-hmm. And then um, Ian Norris was just in the audience mm-hmm. and uh, just giving us general notes. My afterwards. biggest critic, yeah, yeah. But and just you've got an amazing um, blowjob joke, and he was like, "Who wrote that? The blowjob joke. Very good. He's got very good taste." Is Ian Norris? Nothing um, shocks him. <laughs> Our unshockable parents, you've seen it all. Um, so we this week we're talking about school and we thought we'd start with a tale, a romantic tale, from Norris's childhood. I don't want to say any more. Play on. I grew up in Somerset, the only daughter of the Norris dynasty. I was a naive, vulnerable, yet busty child. At 13, I thought I'd found the love of my life. His name was James John Bailey... And we met at a young farmer's disco when he took me for a ride in the back of his mini tractor. God, we used to go everywhere on this mini tractor. All the best places. Hollywood Bowl, Wimpy, Sainsbury's car park. It was perfection. Until he went on the Duke of Edinburgh to Dartmoor and my world fell apart. What happened on Dartmoor? He was on a ten-mile adventure trail hunting for ladybirds when a fool lost the group compass. Soon the weather turned. The elements were against them. First the rain, then the thunder, then the lightning, and then, and then soon they were encompassed by this, this thick fog. And James, trying to take charge of the situation, while well, he gathered the group under a tree and he... Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, he died. No, no. Much worse. He fingered Emily Dudbridge. <gasps> oh. He told me that he was suffering from exposure and I believed him. And then more girls came forward and they too had been fingered. But on Flatland. What did you do? Oh, well, I did what every self-respecting 13-year-old girl would do. Let him finger you instead. No. No, sorry, that was inappropriate. I ended it. How did he take it? Oh, not well, obviously. He came to school the next day armed with his father's gun. He locked us both in the music practice room and he threatened to kill us both. Thank God, and what did you do? I summoned up the courage, looked him straight in the eye and said, Don't cry for me, James John Bailey. The truth is I never loved you. All through my school days, my child existence. Unlock this door now, then keep your distance. Whatever happened to James John Bailey? Well, according to my Facebook, he's a fat electrician now living in Torquay. But I wish him the best. 
So that was a true story. Wasn't it was it? a true story. Your Names childhood. have been changed slightly. <laughs> finally, yeah, finally, <laughs> about time. Um, but yeah, no, school was an interesting time for me yeah. with boys. Womanhood. It sounds like a completely different experience to my own. It sounds like it was all kicking off in the country. It was. There wasn't really anything else to do in Somerset apart yeah. from just, well, that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I loved boys at school. That's the only reason I went to school. Really? Boys, not the education <laughs> at all. Yeah, I used to walk around with the boys that I fancied initials on my hand nice. and also my bra size. Um, and then on Valentine's <laughs> Day, I gave out Valentine's cards to every single boy in the year. All of them. Um, all of them. Yeah, all handwritten. Nice. Um, and then with your bra size, with my bra size um, inside as well. Thirty-four yeah. B. <laughs> um, Tammy, E Tam, um, and they used to call me Skyscraper. I was the same height I am now, five foot six. Yeah, did um, you start your period at like ten? Ten. Yeah, it was you brutal. Just, yeah, you don't want to start your period at ten. Like you don't know what it is. I remember like finding the period in my pants and going at the top of the stairs, mom, and then being really upset. And then mom just sort of showing me what to do. And then oh. the next day going into primary school, primary school, primary, primary school, wow. primary school. And then the teacher <sighs> taking me into the teacher's toilets and saying, you will be using the t- this toilet now, Katie. And <laughs> You're the, a woman now, you know, Katie. The teacher's bin. And then me being like, I don't want to use the teacher's bin. Um, uh, I know, brutal. I remember like desperately wanting to start my periods. I think I was 13 and everyone else had started theirs. And I was like willing it on, like, squeezing it out of me. And then when it finally happened, and I was like, finally, it's happened to me. I've got blood in, in my, my pants, pants and I just kind of hide it. <laughs> you really can't now. <laughs> no. Very heavy. Um, very, very heavy. Very heavy periods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was, I was the opposite. I um, was just a massive geek. I was a massive geek at school um, and no boys fancied me. And I didn't have my first kiss until I was 17. Um, so I had to lie. I had to pretend I was one of those people that went, yeah, I did, I did get off with someone on holiday. And it was always like when my family, I went to Ireland in the summer in the car park in the pub. Um, <laughs> I got off with a, a, a young Irish boy. Um, and you Seamus. Come up His with, name was Seamus. <laughs> being Seamus, uh, did tongues. Um, I had to come up with really elaborate lies because I was... Um, I remember someone because I went to like a real a proper like Mancunian. We moved up my family from London to uh, Manchester when I was about five. So I went up with like a little posh voice, and then uh, it was I went to a high school where Oasis had been. It was like a proper Manc high school. It was like, nah, what are you doing? I'm gonna fucking bang you out. Um, <laughs> and we're going on the school bus and standing under the stairs and getting spat on, um, and then getting something out of my bag and looking up, and everyone was smoking. I was just such a geek, and they used to be like, nah, are you frigid? And I'd be like, no, there was the boy on holiday. There was Seamus. <laughs> Ask him, Seamus. And it was a cat- Catholic school and my mum made me be an altar server um, at church um, till a really old age. I was 13 and like everyone stopped being an altar server probably about nine or what 10. Is it? What is it? Because I'm not Catholic at all, but I don't know what happens with the when you're an altar server. So it's so- basically like um, you go to mass and the priest is on the altar doing mass and then he has like children um, helping out and you wear a white robe. Mm-hmm. And I used to be, Easter was a very exciting time mm-hmm. because um, there was like, used to like process around the church with um, like a big crucifix and wash people's. Mm-hmm hands and there was incense. Wash people's hands? Yeah, it's supposed to be feet, but I think they were like, that's <laughs> they all not hygienic. <laughs> um, but it was very like, um, yeah, so you did things like you rang the bell at certain times, you helped with um, uh, communion, you brought the priest the book, but I was the worst because apparently I used to just sit on the altar and fidget and talk to myself and not pay attention. And I remember when Princess Diana died, the whole service was about Princess Diana dying and then afterwards my mum was like, wasn't it terrible about Princess Diana? And I was like, what? And I didn't know because I just spent the whole time performing I was very bad and I used to forget everything but yeah everyone would stop doing it about nine or ten but my mum was so proud I can imagine your mum loving Princess Diana actually she won the she just felt like she went through the same thing <laughs> yeah. her divorce yeah. no I won't father. hear a bad word said about your father he's an amazing man and very good looking yeah I know I know how you feel about my dad <laughs> um <laughs> 
So yeah, so my mum was very proud, um, but she she made me sort of stay being an old server from a late age, and she wouldn't let me shave my legs either. Um, in PE, you know, when you got to a stage and you start getting body hair, um, probably I was about like ten, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was seventeen, um, and then um, and people started shaving their legs, uh-huh. um, and she made me like not shave my legs for a really long time. So there I was about one of three girls like who had full on hairy legs <laughs> in PE, and it was just really embarrassing. I was like, please, mum, let me do it. She's like, once you start shaving, they're just going to grow back really thick and really long and really black. Just put it off for as long as you can. That and sex, because you'll get cervical cancer. <laughs> Cervical cancer from sex. Yeah. Um, wow. yeah, which and I ended up getting HPV anyway. Uh, <laughs> I was a really late Finally, bloomer. Finally, so. it's happened to me. I got HPV. <laughs> and my cells are cancerous. <laughs> um, but it's fine. I got them removed. It's all okay. Um, I was but yeah, there. The, I can vouch for that. So yeah, like, hairy, hairy legs, uh, an altar server, um, a posh little voice in a Mancunian school, no interest from boys. <laughs> not Did you cool. not fancy any boys though? Yeah. I did fancy a boy called Gareth who was like the the fit guy at school that everyone fancied. I was such a guy, I just loved like learning. No. And, um, I was like drama, music, art. That was my jam. Yeah. yeah. And my brother Ben, because obviously he's like a doctor now, he was always known as the, like the really clever one. So yeah. I was just like, meh, meh. I won't bother. I'll just do be in all the plays yeah. and I remember Ben wrote a play and then, and then became grade 8 on the guitar and I was like give me something why do you have to take everything from me and he's doing really well now the doctor the doctor yeah the doctor in the family but yeah I know I loved school it was great what was um, your favourite subject I loved English and history and I was very proud when my teacher read out my history essay um, what was it about like I can't even remember. I think Battle it was of about Hastings 1066 I don't... the only date that sticks in my head <laughs> I don't know but I remember um, I was so uncool that my mum had to go into English class and ask the teacher she was basically like so Sinead has no friends what are you going to do about it and um, my English teacher then did like um, a shake up of the class and she asked me who I wanted to sit next to and then rearranged the whole class um, so I had a friend um, mm. yeah but I like drama too I feel like that we was... would have bonded if we'd had drama together I think yeah yeah. otherwise I think you would have believed me <laughs> or just thought Bullied I was you. really uncool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I feel like we would have made friends in drama yeah definitely that would have yeah. brought us together in some way yeah you'd have been the funny one the funny that we were doing comedy duo from a very young age yeah it's been <laughs> interesting no. so now uh, to a sketch set in Manchester um, place of my childhood and youth, um, with an agoraphobic man named Brian. I remember the steam trains, harvest festival, a tall glass of milk and a hunk of brown bread after a long day in the mines. I remember when my mother used to give me tuppence to buy sweets every Sunday after church. I kept the money and never bought the sweets. Now I'm a millionaire. Those were simpler times. Mind the gap. You are now in Manchester. Two for one, tiger, tiger. I want to get rat assed and I want to get shagged. Biggest show, biggest show. Move out me way. Biggest show, biggest show. Not today. <laughs> Shut up, you fucking cunt. Come on, sir, Ty. Come on, sir, Ty. Jairo came in today. Once I paid my lecky bill, there isn't much left. Give me your fucking money, you dirty slag. You look like my grandson. Shut up, slag. The decline of the North! Brian's story. Always rains. Cold, dark, damp. And that's just me trousers. People always asking questions. How's the job hunt going, Brian? Slow. Have you ever considered doing an NVQ, Brian? Henry what? Sometimes I think it's easier just to stay inside me house. I tell people I'm not in, but I am in. 
That's when the rumours started. Pedo! 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 People started shoving things through my letterbox. Eggs. Letters. Someone even posted a chocolate log and I ate it. Turns out it was just a shit. I blame Margaret Thatcher for stealing all the milk off the kids. Some people might say she was the real pedo. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Sometimes I wish I had been hit by that tram, instead of it just being a near miss. All my friends are dead. Brian! 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 I'm not in! But I am in. You are in, Brian. I can see your silhouette through the lace. Oh, I fucking hate lace. Hello, Brian. How'd you get in? I've got a key, Brian. Oh, I fucking hate keys. Long time no see, Brian. Aye. You've had people talking, Brian. Aye. You've had people worried, Brian. Aye. Ever since you were caught on that seesaw with no pants on. All right. I was drunk and it was a warm day. Right, sit down, let me cut your mullet. <sighs> Don't be taking too much off the back. I line. know how to cut hair. So, uh, I was, uh... How's Deborah? She's not good, Brian. She failed her A-levels. Three U's and an F. She's been cutting herself for days. But it's OK. She's going to become a plumber now. Oh, aye. Good trade, that. Good trade. I had a trade once. Dinner lady. Yes, but you ruined that, didn't you, Brian, when you were caught serving lasagna to the kids with no pants on? All right. I, I was drunk and it was a warm kitchen. <laughs> What's that terrible smell, Brian? Uh, I, I had Chinese last night. Well, that, that's not Chinese, Brian. Fine! Pissed myself and let it dry. Oh, where's your wife, Brian? Buxton, with her sister. Janet doesn't have a sister, Brian. Everyone knows that. Oh, you women with your poking and your picking and your nagging and your, your tea towels and your, your sanitary napkins and your, your snow globes. That's Janet's coat by the door. Why would Janet go to Buxton without a coat, Brian? She took her other coat. But Janet's only got the one coat, Brian. It's a pride and joy. Everyone knows that. And her Crocs. Why would Janet go to Buxton without a Crocs, Brian? She took her other Crocs. But Janet's only got the one pair of Crocs, Brian. They're a pride and joy. Everyone knows that. What's going on, Brian? Nothing. You're telling me? You're Janet's wandering round Buxton, coatless and crockless, looking for a sister that does not exist. Oh, oh, oh yes, I forgot. She is in. Well, where is she, Brian? In the attic. What's she doing in the attic, Brian? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That was um, another sketch where Katie plays a northern man in a mullet mm-hmm. um, who lives comfortably inside of me yeah and uh, people often fancy less so with Brian no less so with Brian because I yeah. think he was a bit disgusting um, but you can listen to part two of Brian and Trish next week mm. and now for the fun part we're joined by comedian and writer and sex god can I call you a sex god <laughs> yes you can <laughs> I was Lyons. not expecting that I know you look fit I, I feel so sweaty. Yeah. This is a really hot room and yeah. I've got my flies undone and, and I you haven't worn You guys look so relaxed. You're not wearing shoes. No. I need to sort of loosen up. If you could remove some items of clothing yeah, for the podcast. <laughs> the next so few moments. Developing theme. See if the listener <laughs> guess which one I take off. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Edinburgh. Oh. Edinburgh. We're all doing Edinburgh. <laughs> we're all sharing a flat in Edinburgh. Uh, and we're all stressed. Um, so, Elf, we're talking about school. Yeah. And what we were like as teenagers. And oh, God. I'd like yeah. to imagine you were homeschooled. You know what? You're not far off. Really? My sister was homeschooled. Really? And I, I went to boarding school. <gasps> Ooh, my dad went to boarding school. Oh. Tell us about boarding school. It was all right. I was trying to, I was thinking about what I was like. And I think I was kind of like a non-child, as in, right. I can't really remember. Because you're not aware of other people's opinions when you were a child, no. are you? You're just used to your parents' unconditional love. And yeah. then I went to boarding school and I wasn't surrounded by, instead I was surrounded by people who would tell me, no, you, you need to share. And <laughs> I, I really didn't like that. And sharing in dormitory, I shared a dorm with like 12 other girls. Wow. It was it was proper baptism by fire. How old were fire. you when you were at boarding school? Eleven to eighteen. Wow, oh that's, really, that's like that's, that's a long seven time. years. That is yeah, that yeah. Is teenagers. Mm-hmm. And are you friends with any of those girls now? Yeah, I see people in and out. Though I, t- I don't think I'm very good at friendships. As in, I'm quite introverted. Mm. <laughs> so my I'm very turtle like. I just mm. assume people are doing good, and they can tell me if they're not doing good. And if they're not doing good, great, we can have a cup of tea. Yeah, but other than that. You just go on your merry way, and I will just go in the library. I spent most of my time in the library. Yeah. But not in a lame way. I I bloody love the library. Yeah. Mm. I used to run drama classes for the under, you know, for the year youngers. I used to be like, to the, Miss Karen, I go, Miss Karen, I want to do more for the youth and try and tell them that drama is about increased confidence. So I'm going to do some Shakespeare workshops. <laughs> She'd be like, okay, are you sure you want to do that at your lunch break? <laughs> yes, I do. And then I'd go up to um, Miss Karen and go, I love Othello so much, I decided to write an extra essay about why I think Iago is one of the perfect characters of all time. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I know, it's adorable. Yeah, but I don't think, I think I was probably, I think I was quite marmite Lots of younger years really liked me. Yeah. People in my year, the cool kids. They were I unsure. D- I don't think they could stand me. So, um, yeah, I was, I was a very weird, but I sort of took it in my stride. Mm. I threw, from one year of being really unpopular in my first year of school, just not really knowing where I fitted, pretty sure I was gay. You know, six foot tall, <laughs> not conventionally pretty. I was a tall girl as well. Skyscraper, yeah. they used to call me. Oh, that's um, nice. And me and Leah, they used to call us the Twin Towers. <laughs> um, me and my friend.
friend Sophie Long. She was so cool. She got the enemy every week and she had really long, dark brown hair. Oh, yeah. And she always spoke like this and she was so... She didn't give you any affection and that was sort of like why she was my best friend. She's like, <laughs> oh, do you want to come round to my room? I go, okay. And her room was covered in Carl Barrett posters <laughs> and I was obsessed with Pete Doherty. I used to love Carl Barrett. Oh, Yeah. And so we would sit in her room together. She was at a music school, so she played the guitar. And we used to rewrite Shakespearean sonnets and put them to the music of Joy Division. Oh, that's so amazing. Oh, that's so cool. That's, that's very cool. And we'd, well, like, we'd, we'd rewrite Coldplay songs. And then we went on stage and we did Love Will Tear Us Apart. And then like I ran around hitting myself. And Amazing. performed it in front of all the tennis I think you team. might have just come up with your Edinburgh show here, so I don't think you need to panic anymore. <laughs> it's done. God, we did so many That's amazing. Weird... I really would like to hear that. Oh, God, I was such a weird kid in hindsight. Did you ever... Yeah, I was just thinking that... Um, I'd, we had a school band, despite being a massive loser, I was in a school band called the Barlow Babes. And we that performed, sounds amazing. We performed at the old people's party at Christmas and our hit single was <laughs> Love is like an angel falling from a star Finding the key to your heart <laughs> that from? It was just made up. I wrote that it. Oh really my impressive. I was a sing-song Can we please just teach it to us now so we can be the Barlow yeah. Babes? So okay, okay. Um, Love is like an angel falling okay. from a star okay. finding the key to your heart. Okay. okay. Love is like an angel falling from the sky. Stop finding the key to your heart. Then it went, if you really love me, somehow you should show me that true love never ends. <laughs> this is a good yeah, go song. Yeah, on, I want it more. Thanks. I got, cannot remember the rest, but I'm happy It sounds like some All Saints re- Sugar Babes. <laughs> I would have loved to have been in the Barlow Babes with you. Yeah. That would have been so much fun. Um, yeah, I used to... <laughs> I'll start this bit with you. Want, you don't want to be in the Barlow Babes? No, I'd love to, I'd love to be in the if Barlow Babes. If we're sharing a plot in Edinburgh, we should call it like, the Barlow Babes. <laughs> Barlow Babes. Can we form our own band in Edinburgh? Yes. Wow, yes, yes. Can we, we do also? Can we do sonnets to Joy Division? Because I would like to do the Love's Naked. Terrace Part One. Yes. What, like, oh, yeah. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? There was. Oh, how is it again? Yeah, it was like no longer mourn for me when I am dead. Pay morrow to the world when I am fled. <laughs> <laughs> Because obviously it was rhyme and couplets. We well, obviously we were like, wow, that doesn't rhyme, so we'll just swap all the couplets around. So none of it made any sense at all. That is so amazing. Yes. I really want to do that. Yeah, yeah, we have to do oh, that. Anyway. We did so many. But I, I remember because my little, we, I was a real diehard Catholic. Well, I mean, I was really religious for my first Same. few years, and I really wanted it. My brother wanted to be the Pope up until he was about <laughs> eleven, and he used to reenact the crucifixion in the garden with his action men. <laughs> And I was just certain I was going to be a nun. And when I turned up at boarding school, everyone had pictures of Orlando Bloom and Justin Timberlake and all these people. Mm. <laughs> I had a poster of Lord, Lord Christ our Saviour. And, um, and I had a poster from the Body Works exhibition. You know that guy who cut up loads of dead bodies? Oh, yes. Yeah. I had Who's gone that? to that exhibition the week before I first went to school and I'd gotten a poster of lungs from someone who died of lung cancer. And my dad said, are you sure you want to take that to boarding school with you? And I was like, yes, I think this is very important because I want people to realise the smoking is really bad. 
that for you. So everyone else had these really nice posters. And above my bed, I had these dead lungs. And, and Jesus. Crying. That's so intense. <laughs> that is so intense. I love it. You're like, as, you, as a young yeah. Catholic, um, did you, I was really disappointed on confirmation day that you didn't wake up with a flame, with a burning head. <laughs> yeah. Because when you have your confirmation, um, they put a photo of you up with a flame on your head. And that's what, what was confirmation. Was it when Jesus came back and um, the spirit was in the room and everyone had flaming heads and it was such an anticlimax because the day came and it was just you wore a little white dress and went up and down the aisle and got some ashes on your head I think yeah well I got so excited about my confirmation because I was 13 or 14 I thought I am ready to confirm my love for the Lord Jesus Christ I'm ready to confirm that I am I'm I'm a Catholic. I used to remember I once went walking in the school forest on my own. And you really shouldn't have done that. And Miss Stone, our highest mistress, went, where have you been? And I was like, I was just wandering around feeling God's love. <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like you were really stoned as a child. I love it. You don't even need. Oh, dear. And there was this girl, this girl, she was called Liz. And she's actually married to a comedian now. And so I always see her on the in the comedy world. Mm. But I never know how to talk to her properly because she was the best singer and she was in Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat and she played um, she played Elvis and she sang that, you know, that solo Those Canaan days, where did they go? And I was in the chorus and I used to, every time I watched her, I'd burst into tears because I was like, that is beautiful. That is the reason God exists. She has the voice of an angel and then one day I saw her smoking in the park and I was devastated. I was like, that woman is ruining. Did you go up to her with the lung poster? poster. Okay, can I show you above my bed, please? And I went up to her at lunchtime and I went, I just want to talk to you that you have a talent. And God has given you that talent. And if you smoke, your talent will go I don't know what happened, but I did. I think it was just with my hormones, mm. my love of Christ did just calm because I'm still religious. You but know, I'm I really not wish like... that you'd done that to me at school because at parents' evening I was asked to sing um, as the parents are going around the school, and I had a spliff before <laughs> I had to sing. And I remember being in Mr. Thomas's music room about to sing on my own from Les Mis, and nothing came out. I just caught in mouth. And Angus Malcolm, who had given me the uh, spliff, was just laughing, and Mr. Thomas was really confused playing the piano, and I was there like. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> so I was really, really into singing. So I had this singing teacher called Miss Miller, and she like been Carmen and Broadway, and she was this big American. <laughs> she was, and she was really impressive. She was like six foot, six foot one, and she wore crazy bohemian clothes, and she didn't shave her armpits. And obviously, at that time, being the age I was, I I'd never met a woman who just mm. didn't. Mm. She was really, you know. She was proper boho and yeah. cool, and she was a very clearly a feminist. And but, and she would always she would taught me all these different songs. We do we always covers of Avril Lavigne together. <laughs> but she, um, we were doing raising money for the chapel, and it was Christmas time. And she said, "You and two other students, one girl called Iona, and I can't remember the name of the other girl. Let's call her Iona as well. <laughs> so you and Iona and <laughs> Iona, Iona, two Ionas, yeah, the two, me and the two Ionas." We, you're going to do a cover of, you know, we're walking in the Lovely. Air. Absolute banger. Yeah. It's absolute classic. Everybody's on board with that, especially when the beat dropped. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll do that. The two Ionas, they were high. I'm an alto. They were both going to be dressed up in pyjamas and they were going to sing the boy bit. We're mm-hmm. walking. And then I do the suddenly <laughs> snooping. Lo- and we'd like, and we practice it together. Anyway, 
practice day in, day out for about a week. They were going to be dressed in pyjamas. I was having a snowman costume supplied by Miss Miller. Anyway, <laughs> the day of this big performance in front of all the teachers and parents raising money for the chapel in the big hall came. Miss Miller couldn't come. She, I don't know what happened, but basically someone she knew or was familiar with mm-hmm. or she had caused someone to die. <laughs> so she wasn't able like to come in. Do. So she didn't have the snowman costume. So I didn't have the snowman costume. Then Iona number one pulled out because she had some stresses with her GCSE or mock exams and then Iona 2 pulled out because she, Iona she, 1 did it yeah she just panicked and so I was there on my own and I was like well I'm not gonna because we were in the programme and and so I didn't know what to do and, I, and so what happened was someone in the catering team her brother was in the priory and what? had a straight jacket oh <gasps> Wow. Oh, this is not real. So they put me in a straight jacket and on my own in front of the entire (laughs) school, I sang. We're walking in the in air. straight jacket. That's, that's just a woman breakdown. The best story ever. <laughs> the straight jacket that's was That's an necessary. Edinburgh show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the most insane things happen at school. Yeah. I mean, school's just a ridiculous place. That Someone was responsible for that happening to you. I feel like that's insane. To, okay give you, to give a child a straight yeah, jacket. I know what we'll do. <laughs> that's amazing. Because when you're little, you just, if a grown-up tells you something, especially in that environment, you assume they have the best intentions. Yeah. Yep. Forgetting that they're probably thinking, what's the funniest thing we yeah. can do at I, our work? Yeah. Get a <laughs> yeah. So um, is there anything that you want to plug? Yeah, Edinburgh. I'm doing Edinburgh. Um, Edinburgh, Edinburgh. <laughs> doing Chiff Chaff in Edinburgh, which is the musical about the economy. At 6.50 at the Jack Dome in the, at the Pleasance. So that will be very fun. Definitely be coming. Yeah, come and I'll definitely come and see yours and then come. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll all just go back and come. Come we'll together. Or sing yeah. in your pop song. Singing, yeah. Working Sing on our tune. Just to, yeah, on the, for the listeners. Mm-hmm. I think I'm they an want... angel falling from the sky. A star, star, star finding the key to your heart. God, you guys are amazing. Thank you. Well, that was Sinead. I would have had a poster of you on my wall if I... Next to the lungs and Jesus Christ. I had um, Jay from Five and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, baby. Just snog them. (laughs) I cannot wait to see your show. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to have fun. Just have fun. We will. We're going to have fun. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming yeah, to see us to tonight. To yeah, I really yeah, wish I'd gone to you your boarding me. school. It sounded amazing. Um, you would have had a cool time with me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Thank, oh, thank you, you for coming, for coming along. Yeah. It's been lovely. Yeah. Elf Lions. <laughs> so that was the amazing Elf Lions. Very, very exciting to have her on the podcast. Now I think it's time to hear from the man who called me fat last night. Um, and he also went to boarding school and I think might be uh, psychologically damaged. Uh, here you go. A couple of years ago, I met uh, Boris Johnson's father, Stanley, in the street. We were both attending a literary festival in West Somerset. Uh, Stanley Johnson? Say I, hello, he, he, he booms, sticking out his hand. Stanley, I say, now you won't remember me, but we were at school together, same year. My name's Ian Norris. 
Of course I remember you. You're in my book. What? Did you know I'd written a book? Uh, no. Well, I did, and you're in it. Yes. I tell the story when you sabotaged the church organ and got beaten for it. Oh, oh yes, yes. Well, I, I'm glad that's on the record. And here's what was on the record, was that I did sabotage the church organ. I was the choir boy, or one of the choir boys. And in the village church, it was my job, as it was for the other choir boys, to take it in turn to go and pump the organ behind the organist in the vestry. And I did it, and I went and pumped away. And then I thought, hey, this thing, this, this stick that pumps it, unscrews. What a laugh it would be to unscrew it and put it back in his hole, unscrewed, so that the next guy that comes to go pump, pump, oh dear, he'll be in trouble, won't he? And I did that, I unscrewed it, and I went back and sat in my place, actually right next door to the vicar. <clears throat> and I saw the next little boy go off to go pump, pump, and I saw the organist raise her hands to start the chords for the hymn. Down went the hands, total silence. The part that is from one little boy in the front row of the choir stalls shaking with laughter. So I was easily identified and beaten. And also in Stanley Johnson's book. I know, yes, I need Stanley Johnson's book as well. So their fame. Fame. Thank you, Stanley. Yeah, not the sort of fame that you want, though, is it? It doesn't bother me one way or the other, really. <laughs> Oh, it was a nice topic this week, yeah. school. I genuinely totally forgot about the Barlow Babes and now I'm really, really excited to bring the band back. You should bring up a MySpace page for them, maybe. Yeah. Like a reunion tour. Yeah, I'll let everyone know on MSN. Yeah, on the old dial-up. It was nice to be nostalgic about the old, you know, Somerset school days. Yeah. yeah it meant a lot to me. Really, And a lot to a lot of boys, I think, <laughs> in the Somerset area as well, by the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they'll always have a special place in my heart. That's one place. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening this week, everybody. It was just a pleasure. We absolutely loved it. I had the best time ever. I had a great time. Now, if you liked it too, can you please, please, for the love of Jesus Christ, leave us a review on Acast, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Tweet us, Norris Parker 26. Or drop us an email or send us something by pigeon. Or in the post. Uh, subscribe through Brian's letterbox. Don't send him a shit again. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your mother. Tell your dads. Uh, just, just, yeah. Spread the word, please. Ciao. Have a lovely week. Goodbye. been listening to a red apple creative original podcast for more great podcasts from red apple just go to redapplecreative.co.uk hold up what was that 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.